And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics' dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portson with you back here in Columbus, Ohio. Joined on the line by Allison Lucan. Hello. And Tom Reed. Hello. The Blue Jackets, uh, they made it back safely, bruised and battered from their road trip that began in Boston and and, uh, swung through the great western Canadian cities. Um, a solid point in Boston. I think we agreed back then. A, a tough loss in Calgary. A brutal outing in Edmonton. And boy, did they save their bacon with a win in Vancouver on Sunday, five to nothing. The most lopsided score of the year. Uh, lots of good signs in that game for the Blue Jackets. Pierre Luc Dubois finally off the Schneid. I thought Artemi Panarin had one of his better games at weeks. Josh Anderson continued to rumble. He had two goals. Bjorkstrand scored. They, it was, there were a lot of good things there if you're the Blue Jackets, but they needed those two points just to salvage a bad road trip. They needed five, six points out of that road trip. They ended up getting three. Um, and now what's before them is huge. The New York Islanders tonight, they will play the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday, and that game looms absolutely huge. Uh, because they are now two points behind the Canadians uh, right now heading into tonight. So that game could be for a playoff spot come Thursday. Um, lots going on with the Blue Jackets. Let's um, let's talk, if we can, uh, first about the game in Vancouver, uh, the game that's freshest uh, on the minds. 
and just how I, I at risk of celebrating that because all it did was all it did is get him points that he absolutely had to have. All it did was turn a, a horrific road trip into just kind of a a less bad one. Um, they have to keep going here. Nothing really to celebrate just yet. But what did you make of that game in Vancouver, uh, Tom? And I guess we'll find out eventually if that's the beginning of something or not. But lots of good signs in there if you're the Blue Jackets uh, wondering where their offense is going, going to come from and if it's ever going to get going again. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, uh, Dubois certainly scoring was a was a key because uh, it seemed to loosen everybody up after that. Um, yep. And they got some, you know, the, the thing about the, the Dubois goal was just a classic case of working smart, uh, cuts to the middle, takes it to the middle, uses the guy as a screen and scores. A really nice goal. And then they get some puck luck. You have guys, Vancouver Canucks running into each other uh, to set up an easy third goal. And just, again, their, their skills started to show. Josh Anderson, a couple of great goals, beautiful pass to Bjorkstrand, to Bjorkstrand, who, as we know, when he gets some space, is a really good shooter. So I just thought that they, they looked like a much more confident team in that game, played a faster game. And like you said, we'll find out now what that means over the next two games. Allison, your thoughts on that. If you're a, a numbers person, that was a route, was it not? <laughs> it was. And I think, you know, this is, this is the kind of game people had hoped to see against Edmonton as well. Right. Correct. Um, yep. Sure. You know, I don't want to detract anything from the win because I think it was huge from a points perspective. It was massive from a confidence perspective. Um, and obviously getting guys off the schneid was really important. But this was a game you were supposed to win. And they did it in convincing fashion. There was a little blip at the start uh, where Vancouver kind of had an initial push of, of driving to their offensive zone and getting some shots off. But once the Jackets got that first goal, they just rolled from there, which is, again, exactly what you were supposed to see uh, with all due respect to the Canucks in a game like that. Yeah, the first 10 minutes I thought Vancouver had, <clears throat> excuse me, had some decent Indeed. push. And then it just, I thought Columbus dominated from there. Indeed. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois was, was um, he just seemed lighter after the game like that. As much as he was saying, no, I was getting chances and I knew it was going to happen eventually, he just it just seemed like he was carrying the weight of the world around with him. And he joked after the game that, that uh, Duchesne and Felino tried to make him feel better by saying, you know, you, you're 13, 14 games, whatever it is, without a goal. Don't worry about it, man. We've gone 24 games before. And he was like, is that supposed to make me feel better? Like. <laughs> You tell me this, I could just be like, I could just be getting started here. Um, and he, he was great too, where he's like, that's the same shot I had in Calgary. And I hit a post and then I hit another post. And that's the same shot I had in this game. And it went off somebody's shin. That at some point it is, this is such a, a game of inches and luck sometime. But that, could you guys, could you guys not feel just the frustration in him and in his game? Like he wasn't even really the same guy around the room, he had this sort of, like, you know, don't talk to me right now. He never said it, but he just had this angst about him that I I could feel. Could you feel that, Allison? Oh, absolutely. And, I, th you know, I think the little that we're able to know him as a person, I mean, 
this is a guy who's very open. You know, he's not, he doesn't necessarily put on a whole persona when he talks to us. And, and I think it was very real that that emotion was there. And what you just illustrated, he's not wrong. Those were the exact same chances he was getting in other games. And, you know, that's, it has to be super frustrating, but uh, it lightened, it lightened the whole group, as you said, to see him. And, and to that point, it's not just about the goal on the score sheet. It's the attitude on the bench, in the room. When all of that lightens, a rising tide lifts all ships, right? So yeah. I think it was a big piece of, of what started to roll on as the game went on. Sounds like we're talking about confidence here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, listen, which both Aaron and I said last week, and you were all, no, 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 that's not what it is. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> Are you suggesting that, that, that there was... That there wasn't more effort in the Vancouver game? <laughs> yeah, there were greasy goals left and right there, Aaron. Oh I think there was God. one three rebound attempt, a couple of shots through screens. Yeah, you know, it was, there was effort I don't think everywhere. There was passion in Vancouver than it did in Edmonton. No, I think I, I'm not. Let's not revisit this. That was that was you're, an Elwood podcast. You're crazy if you think that's the same game with just different results. I just think the team looked looser, and I think the the best goal of all of them that showed it was the fourth goal. The great, I can't. I'm sorry. I I should know who made the pass, but the great pass to uh, to, to Bjorkstrand. That's a really skilled play. Boone Jenner. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I just think that they they you know again, I covered. I had the pleasure, or I don't know if the pleasure is the right word, of covering the uh, the. 2011-2012 Cavaliers, and after so many nights of so many brick shots and so much lack of confidence, Byron Scott used to come in and said, we couldn't throw it in the ocean. And that's, I think, what has been happening with the Blue Jackets, as you guys were just talking about. Pierre-Luc Dubois saying, God, I, I've had taken that same shot. Sometimes it's just it just helps to see it go in. Yeah, it just loosens sure. everything up, and you play faster. The game becomes more instinctual. You're not mentally bound up. So I think again, we'll see what what happens tonight. That's uh, this is the these are the big games now in, Tom, in the conference. When you watched the the Vancouver game, did you see a different Artemi Panarin? Uh, a little bit. I want to see him score a goal, but yeah, a little bit, but not not a lot. I, I thought he was a little bit better, but he couldn't have been much worse, uh, given you know what we know and how good the player can be. Uh, but yeah, a little bit better. Yeah. He, he seemed a lot more engaged. To oh me. yeah, totally. Yeah. And he seemed like he wanted the puck, which I don't know that he had before. It's so funny. Like they, they tried so many things. Um, team dinner, let's have a beer towards says, uh, just to get the guys to loosen up and have fun. Um, and I don't know if they're having fun yet. I think tonight will be a, a really interesting step because they've had games like that, that, maybe not to the extent of the Vancouver game. They played really well in Boston. I thought they played really pretty good in Calgary. And then they just flopped in, in Edmonton. Now they're back to having played well again. I think they really need some traction here. And Tortorella has been clear in recent days that he's a big proponent of it's how you play more than it is the results because you can control one. And if you're doing that correctly, the the rest will follow. Well, they're in the spot now where they absolutely have to have 
results to go with their performance. So um, they have, I think they've lost all three to the Islanders so far this year. Correct. That's right. They have been Thomas Greist, I think, three times. Uh, shut out the last two. Um, what uh, you guys are heading over to the rink here shortly. I'm I'm uh, working on some stuff here at home this this afternoon. Um, Allison, when you look at these their struggles to score against the Islanders and Thomas Grice, a lot of this is the way that the Islanders play. Uh, it's it's Barry Trout's hockey to the extreme because of what that roster looks like. Does it make much sense that they're having that much trouble with with Thomas Grice? Would, should you expect a, a change tonight? I think he stopped like seventy nine shots in a row against the Blue Jackets or something crazy. Well, and, and listen, he's probably going to go right because Leonard has had the last two starts for yeah. them. So, um, but he, he, look, this team has ridden this team being the Islanders has ridden their goaltending all season. Um, so they have to take that offensive confidence, the Jackets do, into this game. Now, this is a different Islanders team than the Jackets saw even last time. They've had some injuries. You know, they're in a little bit of a reeling spot um, contextually to their team right now as well. So they continue to have to figure out how to solve Grice. But listen, other teams have done it, so it's not impossible um, and they have to take advantage of this being a little bit of a different look lineup than they've seen in the other three games this year. Yeah, and what I what I'm trying to uh, I'm I'm interested in Thursday's game, and I know there's a game here, an important game first, but it's so unusual to have a game on Thursday against the Montreal Canadiens, and now the Blue Jackets for at least a couple of days are going to have a new team to hate. Mm-hmm. They've never disliked Montreal before, right? Now they're competing with Montreal for something. That has a certain flair to it, um, I think. Montreal is the the Yankees of, of the NHL, if you will. Tom may cringe at that as a Rangers geek, but um, yeah. yeah. They haven't won a cup since 93. Well, no one in Canada has. That's right. They were the last, they were the last team to win a cup. You think yeah. Montreal is the Yankees more than Toronto? Oh, for sure. Well, like 24 for, cups. Yeah, for, yeah, 24 cups is just none in, none in HD. Oh, <laughs> savage. Right. If you, and have, have the, the Leafs haven't won one in color, have they? <laughs> Not really. 67? Is that right? 67? <laughs> Bobby, the Bobby Vaughn year. Right. We I'm love our Canadian 67. listeners. Love our Canadian listeners. Oh, we do. We do. I just, <laughs> I mean, it's facts. It's, it's just... It's, Look, the Rangers haven't won a cup since 94, so that's yeah. a long time as well. Well, there's a team here, of course, that hasn't won a playoff round, so let's not, let's not get too carried away. Um, Tom, Montreal, obviously this sets up huge for the Blue Jackets because they're taking on water. They need games against these teams that they're in the hunt with. Um, big week here, Islanders tonight, Canadians Thursday. Tom, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't come up with adjectives better than you have about them. I mean, they're both, um, you know, this is one of those, you hate to look at schedules, but this is one of those kind of dangerous nights. You need points out of this game because Montreal is playing Florida, who seems like they have just absolutely capitulated Yeah. Um, so at home tonight. Um, so Montreal, they look pretty good. Uh, Carey Price, and I've, you know, I've, I've never been a huge Carey Price fan. But he's had a terrific year. I mean, he's back to kind of playing where he's been after 
you know, year last year wasn't great. Uh, those are the tough games. I mean, I don't, I don't think the Blue Jackets have taken a point off either team this year, right? Against the Islanders or the Canadians. That's right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's we. I think we're going to have a much, much clearer picture of this team uh, and where they stand at the end of these two games. Yes. Uh, I, I, you know, it, I, I, it would it would be huge to win tonight to make that game Thursday. About you know, and going and the other thing is 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 if they can get a couple of these games, one of the things that's going to start to work in their favor is the 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 wins in regulation and overtime, right? I think they they own that the tiebreaker. I mean, that could be didn't the Blue Jackets once lose out on that? Uh, Nashville, uh, right? uh, Or I mean, not Nashville to the game they played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they lost out the first year that the rule came into effect. And the, <laughs> the housing rule was it? Wasn't the housing right. pushing that? Yep. That's the great irony is that it was put in. It was it was um, thrown up for vote by the Blue Jackets GM, and then of course immediately it comes back to bite them right in the ass. The first year they lost out to <laughs> to Minnesota. It is uh, a good rule, by the way. Oh, it, it it's is, the I, right, I like it. It is the right rule. No, it's no question. But yeah, uh, here's something else to consider. Here's how Montreal ends the season. Uh, tonight, Florida. Thursday, Columbus. Saturday, Winnipeg. Tuesday, Tampa. Thursday, Washington. Saturday, Toronto. That's, that's a, a that is a load. Yeah, it's a it's a good schedule. And let's and be the, clear: teams on that teams there want to win. Equ- they're not only good teams, good competition. They need points too. I mean, Washington wants to get back up top. Ooh. Toronto needs points. I mean, these aren't going to be any cakewalks at all. Totally. And and just for uh, giggles here, the cheapest ticket available for Toronto, Montreal, the last game of the regular season, the cheapest ticket is one hundred and forty dollars. Mm. Um, the Carolinas, who of course have just been on a tear here. They have tonight Washington, Thursday Washington, mm. Saturday Philadelphia, Sunday at Pittsburgh, Ooh. Tuesday at Toronto, and then they end with Jersey and Philadelphia. So kind of a mixed bag there for Carolina. There's I think a team that has not lost consecutive games in regulation since January 15th and 17th. I'm looking to verify your fact. <laughs> As 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 Aaron Portsline refers to this team, the Carolina Osgoods, he still sees holes here. Okay, now listen, I would like to take this moment to say that if we go back to our predictions episode, I was the person that picked Carolina. Yes, you did. Yeah, but 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 this was Aaron's whole thing: is nobody is Columbus has a free pass into the playoffs. This was the whole, I think, argument. And I said, well, I think the Islanders are a team. And you said Carolina. So you and me fist bumper. So, so somehow Aaron owes Aaron's, us lunch, right? That's I how this ends so, up. Okay. Because I think Aaron's whole thing was, I don't mean to say this. The Blue Jack Thurrell is not going to want to hear this. But no one's, they're in the playoffs. This is like months ago, too. I want to, I want the tape. Oh, I have the tape. <laughs> I think this is being over. I think this is being oversimplified. Columbus has the Islanders tonight, <laughs> Montreal Thursday, at Nashville, never easy, and then Buffalo, Boston, New York, and Ottawa. Of those three teams, 
who has the hardest path? Montreal, Carolina, Columbus. Montreal. Montreal, right? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Yeah. So, does, interesting. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's uh, good teams find ways to win, though. I mean, again, you go back to New Jersey last year when they made the playoffs. They just they had a terrible, they had this horrible schedule down the stretch. Got it done. So, it's winning time, folks. It's winning time. It's time to get some traction if you're a Blue Jacket fan. It is the winning time. Um, so the, the Blue Jackets have played the last four games without Nick Foligno. Uh, my understanding, he has been skating uh, here back in Columbus while the, the boys have been out away. Of course, he is away from the team dealing with family issues right now. Uh, he is right where he needs to be. No word what his availability is going to be for tonight or for the home games. Um so that's something to keep an eye on. It would be a big lift, I think, for this team to get their captain back at this time. I've also heard that that uh, Ryan Murray, the defenseman who's been out for about a month now, um, he was out just before the trade deadline, that he, he has been skating uh, himself here in Columbus. Uh, no word on a return for him, but certainly the fact that he's up on skates is, is uh, the first step perhaps towards something. Uh, there will be a, a another player joining the team um, physically. He's been on the roster now for a few days. Um, Elvis Merzlikens, who has signed a contract uh, with the Blue Jackets, a one-year contract. He will be in Columbus at some point this week, maybe Wednesday, Thursday. They were thinking Monday, Tuesday at first, but uh, I don't think the Blue Jackets are in any hurry to get him here uh, just because they've got quite enough goaltending as it is. <laughs> Tom, you spent some time. Uh, with Elvis in Lugano, Switzerland, earlier this year. Um, how excited are you to see this young man in the fold, even though he's probably not going to play the rest of this way? How excited are you to see this this young man, number 90, uh, in Columbus, realizing his NHL dream? And how excited should should uh, fans be? Tell us a little bit about this guy, this character. <laughs> well, no, I, I think so. I, I think fans will be... Uh, really excited. Uh, I, I think that fans hope that they don't see him until next year's season, right? Because that would they would probably uh, portend trouble if they if they see him here before then uh, with the injuries and stuff. But yeah, I mean he's he's one of their one nice thing about the Blue Jackets in is, is if we if we think that Bob has played is going to have played his last game whenever the last game is this season, they do seem to have a decent pipeline of goaltenders coming. And Elvis is the first one. Elvis is the guy that we've heard most about. He's the he's the charismatic goalie that has really been terrific, been the best goalie in Switzerland for a couple of years now. And he's look, he's going to be 25 years old in April. This is going to be his time. Uh, and that's I think that's part of the thing that's going to be fun to see is can he handle it right away? Because there, you know, when you're 25, you're not going to get a couple of years to kind of round into form here. Uh, and he's put a little pressure on himself by the way he's going about his business. As far as I don't, I'm not going to the AHL. I want to, I want a guaranteed NHL contract. He's using his leverage. So, uh, it, it, again, it, I think it will be, this will be more of a story in the, much more of a story in the fall, but it's certainly, you know, it's the first step of getting him here and getting him at least, uh, to know some of his teammates and be around the guys. The guy I'm actually interested in, and I, I don't know for where we are in the show here, but the young Frenchman has, has had 
seems to be off to a good start in Cleveland, is he not? Can you leave the moderating to me? Oh, wow. I, okay. I, I, again, I didn't know where we were, but I just felt it like it was a nice dovetail topic. Yes. Just cuts yeah, me well, off at the pass. No comment from Allison. We'll just go it right. Is. Well, well, let me uh, let me go with this. Um, Texier recalled to Cleveland after his season in Finland ended. And holy smokes, the kid has uh, made quite the splash up there in Cleveland. Um, four games. I think he's got five points. Correct. Plus rating, a game winner, a power play goal. My God, the power play goal, Allison. Did you see what he did with that? I did. Crazy. The puck is passed to him, and in defying Columbus Convention, he did not stop the puck, dust the puck, <laughs> adjust the tips, and shoot the puck promptly into the chest protector of the goalie. Musket. He just let it fly, and he scored. Um, you talk to people who have seen him play the last few games in Cleveland, and they say he's going to help them next year at the latest the suggestion and the implication being that he don't rule out young mr texier making mm. his way to the nhl uh even this season perhaps late if they are locked into a playoff spot that may seem unlikely at this juncture but i don't rule out seeing him tell us about this kid and and your Surprise if you're surprised at the splash that he's made in Cleveland, Allison. I, you know, I, I'm I'm not surprised now. I think I would have been surprised last year. But all the reports this year have been that first he was healthy and that he took big steps in his game overseas. Um, I'd have to look again to see if there's been – I don't think there's been a big change in his, his size, um, which is fine. Um but I'm, I'm not surprised to see him do what he's doing. It, it's fast, for sure. I will say, though, however, I, I don't, I'm in no rush to see this kid move up to the Blue Jackets even this year, maybe next year, because we, we, we've talked about this for ages. This is when you dominate at the lower levels so that you come in, to, to Tom's point earlier, chock-a-block full of confidence when you take the step to the next level. And so I'd rather see him kind of percolate down there. Um, he's been on some, some different lines too. I think it doesn't come to mind, but I think he started scoring when he got on with Letestu, I think I'd have to pull that back up. Um, but, but why not live there and mature there and um, then come up? Because I don't know that this is a kid you're going to put in your bottom six long-term. Right. So, right. Wait for a spot for him. Let him just knock it out of the park down there and see him. I mean, maybe he's a black ace for sure. I don't know. I mean, Cleveland's magic number right now is 17, which is quite significant with just a handful of games left. But uh, maybe he comes up and hangs out for the experience. But I don't, I don't know that he'll get NHL ice time. And that's not a bad thing <coughs> this year. Yeah, and the tough part there is their season goes – the regular season goes a week longer than the Columbus regular right. season. Right. Um, so – yeah, to call him up, to call him up for just a taste of the NHL may adversely affect Cleveland, which has made a nice little push here to make things interesting. I think they're seven two and one in their last ten, and I, I think as of today they are in a playoff spot. Are they not? They are. It's but it's it's weird because, like I said, it's it's strange because like as of as of the twenty fourth, their magic number is seventeen, and I think they only have 
is it eight games? It's not a lot of games left. So yeah, right. Interesting. Um, what, here's something we wanted to pass along to you, if only at this point for a save the date um, on your calendars. April third finally is going to be the Athletic Columbus's meet. Uh, subscriber meetup. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? I think so. I think so. Uh, April 3rd, 6.30 p.m. at the High Banks, <coughs> not the High Beck Corner Tavern, but the High Banks Distillery. That is on Goodale in Grandview. Um, those are the fine folks that, that put the uh, banner up trying to lure uh, Pranarin to stay with the promise of free booze. Is that correct? Correct. So apparently the supply that he's not going to be taking will be uh, up for sale uh, to you on April 3rd, 6.30 <laughs> p.m. High Banks. Uh, be looking. There will be more information here coming soon. Um, that will be, I think, with two games left in the Blue Jackets season. Correct. Um, so heady times there for sure. Um, and one other thing we need to get to is the High State men are back in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Allison, tell us what is ahead of them. Yes, and, and for the record, too, at that meetup, all of us will be there. Um, a lot of athletic writers from Cleveland will be there, so please come out. Um, yes, the, the Buckeyes are in their third consecutive NCAA tournament appearance, which is remarkable. I mean, just a testament to what that program is becoming um, after not being in that tournament, <laughs> let alone consistently for years. Um, they will face Denver on Friday at 4 p.m. That's going to be on ESPNU. Um, that is a team that they beat last year in their NCAA run. So that that's a, going to be an interesting game. Those teams are pretty much neck and neck statistically too. So that's going to be a fun one. And then the road gets even a little harder. They are in the same division as the number one seed, uh, Minnesota St. Cloud, who is ironically, uh, their head coach is a former Ohio State assistant coach, Brett Larson. So um, that game will be Saturday if they can make it. And then there's a couple weeks and then the Frozen Four. Um, but I encourage folks to watch. This is an exciting team. A lot of seniors who really are responsible for overhauling what this program is all about, along with the coaching staff. Uh, and 4 p.m., you can watch some hockey and then go out and have your evening. So uh, check that out for sure. Perfect. Uh, Tom, anything to add? No, I think you covered it all. Sweet. All right, we'll be back with you on Friday. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for reading all of our stuff. Thanks for watching the post-game wrap-ups. Um, Blue Jackets Islanders tonight. We'll talk to you after the game tonight. Thanks for listening. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.